You're listening to the GU Podcast with Megan and Jade. We'll be chatting about self-pleasure, mental health, careers, sex, relationships, and everything in between. Nothing is TMI, so strap in and strap on. Welcome to the latest GU episode. Um, today we're going to talk about communication. So this uh, spans obviously across so many different areas of life and we're going to try and give you some experiences from our life, I guess. Um, it could be friends, your partner, your family, work, finances, all of that kind of good stuff. So let's jump into it. Yeah, let's get ready to learn from our mistakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a good way to start is what comes to mind when you think about communication and it sounds like overload yeah overload and a lot of people probably go um boring yeah like not interested cool podcast topic girls (laughs) (laughs) what happened from the last one you did sex and masturbation communication Mm, does tie into sex though it does a little bit yeah Yeah. um it's a big part of life though Mm -hmm. communication and it's taken me a long time to realize how important it is yeah and to realize that i'm not necessarily the best at communication, mm-hmm. which is annoying because <laughs> one of the jobs we had was communication was a massive part of it, yeah. literally standing in front of people communicating. Yeah. I almost think it's not even about you being not good at it. It's just you're having to accommodate for so many different types of people or that it, you've probably found it really overwhelming, to be completely honest. That's true. Yeah, you had to cater your style of communication to each person mm. in a classroom of 10 or 15 people and that was yep. really hard. I think we communicate really well but I can see where you're coming from yeah. with other aspects of life maybe, yeah. How do you like to be communicated with though? Like, Because that's a big thing, um, realising how you like to be communicated with because that's how you're going to receive it the best. Yeah. I like a direct approach and I think maybe initially I might – because I put a lot of passion into everything that I do, if someone's communicating or giving me constructive criticism or whatever it may be, I might get a little bit hurt initially, but I know that that's better for me because I hate surprises at the end of it. Like um, I know in the jobs that we've had previously where we've had um, like end of financial year one-on-ones or reviews, for Mm. example, I would rather be told straight up what's expected of me. And that goes for like yeah, jobs, finances, relationships, anything, so that there's no surprises at the end and then you're sitting there feeling like a failure because then I do take that personally. Yeah, that really hits hard. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I do like a direct approach, but it's the way they deliver it. Yeah. If they come across really aggressive, I immediately will feel defensive. Yeah. Like, you can be direct with me, but do it the right way. Yeah. And the I find it hard, though, to sometimes be direct with people, yeah. which is interesting because that's how I do prefer some styles of communication. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I've got to kind of dance around it a bit and just kind of feel out the person to see how I can mm-hmm. talk to them. Yeah. Um, how well do you think you communicate? You sort of touched on the fact that you don't think it's good. I don't think it's the best. Okay. Because um, I know there's moments when I should speak up and I don't. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I fall short on communication. Um, which I'm trying to get better at, yeah. but it's just not easy. And again, in my thirties, like mm-hmm. if we went through this when we were younger and we didn't get made to feel like 
if you communicate directly and strongly and speak your mind, you're a bitch. Like, yeah, that's not what women should be doing. I wouldn't have this problem in my thirties. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same in that. I, it's easy for me to tell you how I like to be communicated with and what I think is good and bad, but also at the times where I have been really confident with my communication, it's been in maybe like a male-dominated area and, yeah, you've been labelled a bitch and it's like, no, I'm just being assertive in my role <laughs> because that's what's required of me. And then it kind of, I don't know, it kicks you down a little bit yeah. and it makes you self-doubt and question what you're doing. So, yeah, I think it comes in waves with me. I feel like I'm doing really well and then something like that happens and I've got to like reset because I've just been knocked off the horse <laughs> yes um sometimes being told as well and it's this is going to sound really weird use your words like stop bottling it up that <laughs> is my problem I will just stew on it mm-hmm. because I think I've been knocked back before made to feel like you know you're overreacting when I have talked about something yeah so I bottle it up and in my mind I have to go over it like a hundred times to make sure I'm not overreacting yeah which it's hard to let go of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it plays a part in it either, but I think we look at things from so many different angles that it affects the way we're going to communicate. Whereas maybe if we focused on what was happening in the here and now, we'd be able to like just do what needs to be done. I don't know. I look at things from so many different angles and I look at things from all different possibilities and I work myself up when really I should have just done what I thought was right in the first place and it would have been so easy. Or you're like, I should have said that because mm. that is the solution that everyone was looking for, but I didn't say it. Yeah, because yeah. I thought I was going to get fired or walked yeah. off the premises or something. You're like, that's dramatic. Or someone's going to look at you and go, um, that was stupid. Yeah. Don't talk. Yeah. <sighs> I think realising too, not until we're in our late 20s, early 30s, that communication affects so many different aspects of your life. And maybe when you're single, you don't realize it either, but then you all of a sudden have to like join finances, buy houses, get into relationships, do that with somebody else. And all of a sudden you're really pressured into looking at how like reactive you are and how well you communicate. And those are massive conversations to have. Huge. And if you can't communicate properly, Mm -hmm. as you know, resentment could build up because you never said your piece. Yeah. 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 No, it's hard work. When do you kind of think was the first time you have exposure to like communication in more than just like your little, your family or your friend group, Mm -hmm. like actually to a group of people? I think for me, I, when I think of communication and my first exposure to it, I just immediately go to like maybe late primary school, early high school when standing up in front of your class presenting like a project or something was a thing. And it was hard enough to do by yourself because obviously you would have all your friends there like snickering and like having a giggle. And then you might even have people in the class that like you didn't get along with that might like knock you down and derail you and take that confidence away from you. But then also I feel like I was sort of lumped with maybe getting up and presenting a project with a partner that I didn't like at the time yeah. or like you didn't want to be paired with. So then you're like trying to work out who says what. And it was just a really awkward, this is, you have to get up and do it, figure it out. There was no coaching on how to talk, how to have any confidence behind what you're saying. So it yeah. was just a, it was a, it was a shit experience. And, really nerve wracking. And kids are assholes. High school kids are assholes. Yeah. And you're right. Like you think back to it. The teachers made you do these presentations. They gave you no clue no. about how to do it. They're like, just get up and talk. Yeah. Um. Okay, but who's going to start it? Yeah. What should we be saying? Yeah. And they want you to do like a five minute and I've got, I've got 60 seconds yeah. of words. That's it. I'm done. 
Which then was really easy, I think, to feed into our careers as trainers because then you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get up and deliver this and they're all going to be there like snickering behind their books. And actually it wasn't like that. They were so excited to hear from us because we were the subject matter experts. But you have those memories from high school and things kind of creep in and it's really odd. For someone that is not confident with public speaking, why I decided to go into (laughs) being a trainer is beyond me. But I don't know you just managed to like push through that barrier yeah and get amazing feedback when I did it and I think part of it is filling in those gaps yeah with just information that you think that they're going to need and mm-hmm. just having a chat to them but when you think back to imagine if it was like high school and they're like snickering yeah. behind their books and they're on their phone like yeah. texting each other like this is shit yeah this is shit like oh my gosh she's so ugly <laughs> That's something that does go through your mind when you're standing up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there has there ever been a time where you've sort of maybe regretted the way you've communicated, whether that be at work or with a partner? Yeah, there's like a couple of times. I think the first one is when I bottled it up for mm-hmm. a really long time at work. Yeah, because well, I did try to speak up first and kind of got shot down. So I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just me. I'm going to suck it up and bottle it up, and then I just exploded yeah because I had all of that emotion from being shot down and feeling like I couldn't speak up so I really regretted that and just wish that I had pushed more after the first time because yeah. I obviously just didn't want to deal with the problem that was happening yeah but that bottling up spills over into my relationships as well mm-hmm. um not that I have like big problems but it's just little things that I don't talk about yeah. that I should talk about <laughs> what about you um I think I'm the same in that obviously there's been a few situations in various careers, but yeah, bottling it up. And then when you finally do get the opportunity to speak or you know that you're going to, Mm -hmm. it's like you can feel yourself raging inside. And I don't know when you get to a point when you're trying to get your point across and you start to get puffed out and you're like, (gasps) breathe, like just breathe. And you're like, you're red. And it's like, why is this happening? Like, I know I need to say what I need to say. Why am I getting so worked up? But it's because I've like bottled it up and I've chosen a real inconvenient time to just let loose. And the frustrating, um, I don't know if you're the same, the emotions make you teary yeah, and it really pisses me off because in male dominated industries, they already think that women are really emotional. (laughs) Why are you crying? And it's like, I'm not crying because I'm upset. I'm actually enraged. That is why I have tears right now. And I really admire women that man, they just hold it together and they're not they don't shout, they don't yell, they speak with like confidence, they know what they're worth and they know that they're right and they don't get emotional about it. Like yeah. those tears don't well up in their eyes. Oh, I know. It's hard work. And I think too, um, for me, a toxic trait definitely in previous relationships when I was in a long-term one is that it was getting to a point where we hated each other so much that he would yell and scream and all of that kind of shit with me. And I had just given up like with being better and walking away that I was like stooping to that level and also yelling and screaming. And so I like, I don't know, at that time I didn't really have the knowledge behind me to be like, no, Megan, step away and be the bigger person. So I stooped low, yeah, <laughs> got on the ground there with him. <laughs> Let me join you And down it was here, just toxic you. all around. Whereas now I probably would have been like, that was dumb because anything could have happened in that situation. Like it was so hostile. Yeah. I should have walked away. But I was like, no, I'm going to. You want to you want to roll? Let's roll. That's how it feels. You're like, all right, I'll meet you in the middle then. Let's yeah. have it. Let's do you it. You want to fuck with child? <laughs> I hate that as well. I think there was one time in uh, my past relationship where I actually did yell. Yeah. And 
it was so like it was just erratic as well it was so hectic and look back at it I'm like ew (laughs) why did you do that you idiot and it was in the time I felt justified in my rage and my yelling and now I look back I'm like that's so immature like you could have handled that so much better yeah I don't like I don't know if you've ever been in rages before whether it be like work or relationships but I can remember it vividly a few times where I've like stormed out and on this like dramatic leave because I'm like I'm fucking sick of this and like a few times I've got in my car and driven away and we both know I'll be back in two minutes <laughs> yeah you're just going I'm just down doing you're a just, laugh around yeah. the block to be dramatic like to play those tunes oh god it's so embarrassing now but at the time I recognized that I just didn't know what else to do I never did the storm out but I got stormed out on did you and it was I was like what is happening here and yeah. it was weird because there was no words they were like meant to stay at my house and yeah. we'd had like what I thought was a bit of a joking conversation but they felt attacked mm-hmm packed their bag <laughs> I was like what are you doing like going home like, is like, your sense of humor in that suitcase that you're packing yeah I was like oh you can dish it out but you can't take it yeah yeah I see how it is yeah walked out the door got in their car and left and did not come back they didn't do a lap around <laughs> the block they went that. home I was like cool no worries <laughs> oh god and I, I feel like there's triggers as well. Like one of my biggest triggers is when I'm trying to have a serious conversation about something that I'm not liking or something that needs to be improved and they laugh at you. Oh, yes. And then instantly I'm like, I'm raging. I'm like, oh, so like you think this is a circuit. Um, Let me explain to you what's funny about this situation. (laughs) You get more enraged. Yeah. And then you get the, have you ever had the calm down? Yeah. You just don't. No. I'm like, my body's anger now. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, next level. I'm about to get the police call. <laughs> Don't do that, people. On the brighter side of communication, I guess we should touch on is there any times that you can think of that you've been proud of the way you communicated? Uh, I think. Well, in a professional setting, mm-hmm. I can kind of think of something, but well, we've worked together yeah. and this is a situation that actually involves both of us. Yeah. It's probably going to bring back I'm some... I'm going to know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, so we'll just both chime in on this one. <laughs> it's going to bring back some memories. Working... I start twitching. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> yeah. But working in a team that is so unorganized and because they haven't done their job properly it cascades down it did cascade Mm -hmm. down onto us and we were left in this terrible position as trainer and assessors standing in front of a group of people delivering training that was not finished to a professional standard had so many issues in it that then you've got adults because this is the environment we were in adults going what the fuck like I've just paid for this training and the presentation I'm watching is bullshit like what do you what do you mean four times four equals 148 (laughs) why is that on the powerpoint (laughs) we did these calculations (laughs) oh that was I think um and we handled that really well because we had dealt with quite a few issues and it could have very easily ended with us just losing our shit and blowing up but we got through it and then we organized a meeting yeah which done, has, done. Yeah, done, done, <laughs> which sounds really serious. And even in that meeting, we made sure that not only did we give feedback, which were problems, mm-hmm. but we had solutions. So we communicated really calmly with them, Yeah, which they were lucky for. Yeah. Yep. 
Because World War Three was about to go down. Yeah, that was in that, um, bitch. that was a heated situation. But yeah, we kept our cool, communicated really well, got our point across, got yeah. some solutions across, which it ended actually being a um pretty productive meeting, mm. even if the other side didn't want to admit they were at fault in any way. I think it's good though to recognize that like we prepped for that, so we were able <laughs> yeah. to sort of get ourselves together, um, remove some of that anger and frustration and go into it with a level head and offer yeah like you said problems but also solutions to those because that's important yeah I think help us the fact that we had kind of vented our anger to each other Mm. then we went into the meeting a lot calmer that was really important yeah but yeah um that's kind of all I can think for professional at the moment yeah that's fine I can think of a personal one I guess with um, my current partner so like we have very different upbringings um very different hobbies and I think that's what makes us good now. But it has, we have had some real teething issues with our relationship, just trying to figure that out. And um, we lived together quite early on as well. So that's always a fun learning curve. <laughs> it's always an experience. Um, but I do remember when we first got together um, and we like officially made it official, I guess you could say, and we were boyfriend and girlfriend. It was like a week or two later. I actually, um, I didn't rage. It wasn't a rage, <laughs> but it was just like a moment. I was like, oh my God, this isn't the person for me. Like we're just on two different pathways. And I just didn't want to be part of taking away the fun that he wanted to have. Mm. Um, and I guess like maybe bore him with what I wanted, which was like kids and marriage and a partner and like a, just a stable relationship, Yeah, which is totally fine if the person, like it was totally fine that he didn't, I thought he didn't want that at the time. Um, he had just got out of a relationship himself and he deserved to have a bit of fun and do what he wanted to do. But I, yeah, I actually broke up with him and I was just like... <laughs> I'm full transparency. I'm just not on your level. I'm not ever going to be the party animal that you are. Like I'm just never, never going to be that person. And no matter how many times I tried or how much I tried to force myself into those situations, um, it was uncomfortable for me and I just, I wasn't going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it forced us to sit down. I thought it was going to be a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am conversation. <laughs> We're Bye. both going to walk away and just be friends. But, um, yeah, like we sat there and spoke for like three hours and, I mean, obviously, like, we're engaged now, so it's all good in the hood. But um, it was confronting to actually have to sit down and have that conversation. And he was like, no, like, what is it that you actually want then? Like, tell me what you want out of this relationship. Um, And then, yeah, obviously, we've come to the conclusion that he wanted the same thing and it's all good. But it's important to have those conversations. I think as you get older as well, it's important to have those conversations because you don't want to spend all that time with someone, invest all that energy. And then because you didn't want to communicate and have a simple conversation, um, you waste, you know, years with someone that you probably shouldn't have been with in the first place. Um, so that was definitely a learning curve for me anyway. Yeah. It's good that you've had that conversation and you're right. It can be really confronting, especially I, it takes a while to kind of get out of the mindset of when you're younger and you don't communicate that stuff because you're just young and you're having fun. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, you do need to have those conversations. And we had like me and my partner had quite a similar conversation at the beginning. And I remember being so nervous because I was like, can I say this stuff? Can I say that? I want. Because how at the beginning was it? (laughs) I think it was uh, maybe like the second date or the third date. Like it was very early. (laughs) Yeah. But I think we were just letting each other know what we were looking for, Mm -hmm. which you're right. You do have to do. Because you see those stories about people not communicating they've been married for five years Mm -hmm. and then they go oh I don't want kids one of them doesn't the other one does it's like why didn't you have that conversation (laughs) at the start although some people's minds do change so it happens yeah definitely 
I think um, there's so many things now as an adult as well that we're dealing with communication-wise that we've just had to learn on the fly because we, like we said, (laughs) didn't have the best education around it. One thing that I've found um, particularly difficult is communicating with family when opinions are a little bit different, Um, especially when there's strong personalities in in that family. Um, Same, my mum and I, (laughs) very strong personalities. How do you sort of deal with those conversations? Oh, the same thing is with my mom as well. Yeah. Love my mom to death. She, mom. Yeah, she is opinionated. She is a stubborn woman. And when you're young, you have the same opinions and beliefs as your family. You grow up, they change. And mm-hmm. then when you go to have those conversations, it's so uncomfortable because they have to step back and realize, oh, my child is grown. Mm-hmm. They are their own person. But man, it can be heated. Oh, yeah. You just have to sometimes walk away. You've got your opinion. I've got mine. Let's just leave it at that. It's a talent to just end the conversation and accept that you're different people and different opinions are okay rather (laughs) than just carry on the fight because that person's with you forever. And you're just, you're never going to have a happy resolution. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's sort of the same as well. Um, Feeding from or feeding into our new relationships, considering I think we're both in fairly toxic ones for different reasons Mm. previously. Um. Bad habits don't just die with the relationship. That's so true. They linger. It's like a fart. Yeah. <laughs> like a really bad one. <laughs> um, you kind of, people probably assume, right, I'm out of that relationship. Done. I don't have any baggage. They walk into the new one and they drop them on the floor. They're like, here's my baggage. <laughs> I haven't sorted through it yet, but I'm going to do it the with you. The concierge is still also on the way with the rest. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, admitting and realizing that you've got things to work through. I've got traits that I need to work through and get Mm -hmm. better at. Yeah, definitely. I find that sometimes I'm still quite reactive with things because Mm -hmm. that's just how I was trained to like, I trained like a dog. No, (laughs) it's just what I was used to, to like have to fight for every point. And now I don't have to like fight to the death for my, to share my opinion. And and my current partner's like, whoa, like. (laughs) Can you calm down or I'm going to have to step away? (laughs) Why did this become so heated? Also, I found interesting is that we can have a disagreement or a fight and afterwards it's like, okay, let's go out for dinner. Yeah. Right. But in my previous relationship, we'll have a fight and it will last for days and then we'll look at each other with resentment and hate (laughs) and it will just be like, oh, it would just be such a crap environment to be in for days after and you stew on it. And it took me a long time to get out of that habit. Yeah. Like Nathan came and asked me if I wanted to go to churros or something after we just had a disagreement. I'm like, what? Like, you want to hang out with me after we just yelled at each other a little bit? And I think that's an unspoken rule of that is the apology. Yeah. That is, I'm sorry. Do you want to go out? For dinner. Yeah. Do you want to come and get a drink? So we just learned a little bit there. Let's um, head on out. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just forget what happened. If you're looking for a toy that can be used solo or with a partner, you need to check out the Black Widow. She's sleek. She's sexy and proof that good things come in small packages. And that's why we're offering our listeners 20% off. Simply head over to our website, add to cart and put the code GU podcast for that sweet discount. You can thank us later. So one thing that is important to me, and you have to let me know if you're the same, but I feel like we're on the same wavelength here, is that we have been in so many different situations with communication. Um, we've seen the really great communication. We've seen some really shit communication and <laughs> how that can affect a situation. Um, and for GU, it's really important for me to ask, to me, for us to be part of the solution. Um, I think 
our platforms and what we're doing with our podcast and making sure that we're an inclusive place to be to help women feel safe in speaking up and work on their communication. Yeah, for sure. And probably quite a few people can relate to the things we've gone through as well. Mm. So, you know, they're not alone out there. We're all still learning this together. And if you can admit that it's a skill you need to work on, you know, that's great because then you've acknowledged that and you can just do better at it. Yeah. I'm it's still when you dig your heels in, I reckon. It becomes a little <laughs> yeah. bit like, okay, we need to sort of work on things here. When you're like, no, I'm great at communicating and then you walk out after a fight and slam the door. Yeah. Mm. Or you cry in the meeting with your boss, like <laughs> expressing your concerns. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, we're still learning, like we've said. I'm sure everybody else is as well. Um, we can recognize we can all grow in that space. So yeah. uh, some tips, I guess, that we've picked up. We've already shared some of our experiences, but just some little handy tips that we can maybe throw out to our listeners that we've learned along the way. Um, taking the emotion out of it is a big one. We've yeah. already spoken about crying. Yeah. <laughs> and we found in our friendship, we can be having like a, an emotional time at work. It could be emotional with, within our relationship, mm-hmm. just having a chat before you react to the situation. So instead of just being like aggressively reactive, just like taking that emotion out of it, realizing that "Mm, this outside perspective is that you are maybe being a little bit hot headed and just go in there with a bit of more of a calmer way to communicate. If I think about like sometimes we've had to go and have a meeting and work on like or prep for a meeting for a situation that might be a little bit, um, I guess, fragile and we're nervous about bringing something up. And then I listen to our voice memos that we've sent to each other. I'm like, dear Lord, I am so happy that we vented to each other first because the meeting did not need that hostile of me. That vibe. (laughs) I love our voice memos. They're so funny. Oh, yeah. They're good. They disappear, though. They do, which is really sad. It's probably a good thing, actually. When we, like... Obviously we, you know, we're very close. We talk about a lot of stuff together. And as we've gotten older, it's really important to find those people that you can mm-hmm. be like that with. They're going to be supportive. They're not going to, they're not stuck in that immature way of thinking and communicating. Yeah, definitely. Not invalidating your problems as well and making you feel, you know, just heard. Yeah. I think is really important. Otherwise you're never going to improve your communication if you're around people that just shut you down all the time. And like part of the actual, uh, one of the courses I used to deliver was, um, it was based on communication Mm -hmm. and something I would always tell people is, you know, listen, not just to respond, but listen to understand. And that's such a big thing. Like, don't just listen to someone and think, Oh, I'm going to say this next. And I'm going to jump in here. Mm -hmm. Listen to actually understand what they're saying and hear what they're saying to you. Yeah. That's a really good point. And also if you need a professional, then that is totally fine. Don't be scared. Um, sometimes for some people listening to a podcast is good enough. Finding a good support network um, with an Instagram group is really good as well. But if you actually need someone to talk to and you need that consistency with someone to talk to, go and get some professional help because we are not professionals. <laughs> We're hoping to get someone yeah. professional on here. We, we have someone in mind that like, beautiful person that Mm -hmm. we are hoping will jump on and you know be able to give us some advice and some tips which will be really good that'd be awesome um and one thing as well is that self-development is healthy for communication um there's a huge um emphasis on women having a voice feeling empowered and um you know holding those leadership roles in workplaces and things like that um part of that is self-development get tools 
to be good at communication. Don't be afraid to, yeah, invest in your development when it comes to communication. It's been a big one for us because sometimes, yeah, you, you are just sort of flying blind and you yeah. only learn things based on the situations you're in, but sometimes you do need to actually recognize you need help and develop your skills. And some workplaces out there fully recognize this and they will send people on workshops, which I think is amazing. I think so. That's so cool that they will recognize that this is a skill that people need to learn. They're like, great, we're going to send you on a workshop so that you have the tools when you come back to do this better. Yeah. There's an amazing training provider actually in Perth um, that I've been on and they actually have your normal courses, but then they have those courses for women. So it's like communication in the workplace for women yeah which i think sometimes it's not necessary but when it comes to these things i think it absolutely is a awesome tool to have yeah yeah so that's it for our communication episode we hope you've all taken some tips from it and um learned from some of our experiences that we've shared along the way yeah learn from our mistakes mm. hopefully <laughs> <laughs> uh if you have a story though or even some tips yeah let us know throw them our way because we'd love to hear from it mm-hmm. so probably put a link on our Instagram if you keep an eye out for that so you can drop those tips to us or just DM us directly. Don't forget to check out our socials as well so you can follow us, keep up to date with everything GU. And you've been listening to the Girls Unhinged podcast. Bye.